Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of our Roots and Tea, and we are here because we want to explore our minds and everything around us through spiritual journey, awakening, meditation, philosophy. Uh, you know, life purpose, life meaning, all that good stuff, and healing. So, before we get to our guest, we are today. We are trying out this. The tea brand is Taylor's. I bought like a variety of tea box. So this one we are trying the Earl Grey tea. Yeah, very English today. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we don't have any breakfast items. But it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Anyways, today we have our lovely guest.、Uh, I don't want to mispronounce her last name, but I'm just gonna say Megan. Oh, I'll, I'll oh, have Zuravich. Okay, yeah, I know it's a long one. It took me till like、okay. third grade to know how to pronounce it properly. So okay, so I don't take any offense. Okay, oh Zuravich.、Yes. Okay, there you go. Okay, well、Not. Russian, right? Obviously. Well, it's Croatian, Cro- so it's similar, similar languageish and and culture. And okay, great. Okay,、yeah. cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, so you know, I like to dive into these conversations really right away.、Uh, I'm sure along the way, Megan here would, you know, she'll tell her backstory. But well, the first question I like to ask is, do you believe that we all have a spiritual link? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, I mean, just for an example. When you reached out to me about doing this podcast, and you said the last podcast was specifically about this form of meditation that I had literally Googled the day before that I had never heard about, but I had actually practiced before,、yeah. and I was like, that to me was the spiritual link confirmation of like this is something that I I want to invest my time in, and that's just an example of source energy, an example of. Of all of us being connected in some way, and we all are, are one consciousness, one collective that is an expression of God. That's kind of the simplest way I can ex- answer that question. But I mean, spiritual link is such a broad, you know. It, I mean, we can we can go down so many different practices and and outlets of of what a spiritual link is.、Um, Absolutely, and、yeah. you. So the I guess just for the listeners, the meditation course or retreat that she was talking about is the Vipassana one. That's、right. the one you're researching. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that, and I actually started practicing it very. I, I a lot of my meditation in the morning can go from taking a walk to running to doing Kundalini or Vinyasa, but Vipassana was just literally. <clears throat> Sitting and being mindful of your breath moving in and out, but then also taking note of your thoughts, which is very similar to the subminds、mm-hmm. of what of what we discussed earlier、yeah. with John Yates and yeah.、Um, yeah. It, it it allows you to build awareness and mindfulness of all the things that are running through your mind, and it slows down your mind. It makes you be like, okay, I had that thought. Let's compartmentalize that to something else, and then, you know, you'll you'll once you label or compartmentalize that thought, you're like, okay, now bring it back to my breath, bring it back to the sensations in my body, and just focus on your body, and you can feel your body 
relax. You can feel your organs kind of breathe or or just just actually activate the way that it should be operating. Because mm. sometimes I can feel like my di- my digestion just begin to pass through me, and it's it's you know your digestion, your your stomach is your second brain. So when I when I feel the sensations of being like you know I could feel a block you know break open you know and just and a lot of it is spiritual um but yeah when you when you when you told me that this was what you were you were doing and in your last episode was about vipassana i was just like really taken back i was like ah another example of synchronicities and the universe and the spiritual links that we have Mm -hmm. as humans right and also for people who don't know she was talking about this passage that we read is by this person called uh named john yates uh, we'll get to that we'll get to that uh, mm-hmm. later on but because we earlier we were chatting and you know you were telling me kind of like your backstory it's actually very interesting i i thought and uh because there has to be something that happened for you to all of a sudden shift your mindset and okay and then think to yourself oh you know what i'm gonna try to you know find my way around this spiritual type of journey Mm -hmm. so can can you tell us a little bit about gosh my i've had a few awakenings in my life probably the first one was when i was 17 and um i went to an intervention program which later on brought me to the peace corps um as as a 17 year old so it was a it wasn't necessarily the Peace Corps, but it was a youth Peace Corps program called AmeriCorps VISTA, and I was able to travel and do humanitarian work. But then when I came home, um, you know, things didn't work out with my parents. I had to go to school on my own, had to pay rent on my own. So all all of everything that's that's happened in my life has, has led me to different levels of, I guess, consciousness and spirituality. But I don't want to dig too deep into, you know, my elementary past of from 17 <laughs> to like 20. But my my very first awakening when I finally got in touch with a spiritual mentor who changed my life um, was in 2012. Um, I was engaged. I had everything just like a perfect lifestyle set up for me. But I was miserable. I was suicidal and I needed help and I couldn't understand why. And um, I finally seeked out a therapist who studies meditation, uh, yoga teacher, just really wise, really well read into the spiritual um, culture and and different religions. And she finally brought me out of my, you know, darkness. And the first thing that I read that really made me go was Paul Farini and it was about Christ consciousness and Mm. he really took the Christ teachings and reinterpreted it into more of um I guess you could say like a new age language Mm. um and he goes into dimensions and a lot of like existential esoteric stuff and it and it really allowed me to um break free from this darkness and then from there i went into yoga kundalini yoga was another mind breaker for me that was like 2013 that sounds interesting that got me sober um that brought breath work in a way that i i mean you can get it's a great it's the best 
form of yoga for a recovering addict because once you realize how you can use your breath and to feel the actual kundalini rise within your body you get lit like it's like taking a it's ball like taking rip and i'm like there's been a few times where i've like almost fallen forward like not passed out but just like you could feel the rise just come up through you and like some of the teachers are like are you okay i'm like no i'm good i'm just lit like <laughs> i'll come back but um this basically is almost a feeling of taking psychedelic yeah uh, yeah not really psychedelic it's, it's more just like you just you you feel very 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 light bodied and um your whole day is just like you're just activated you're you're conscious you're aware magic happens synchronicities mm-hmm. miracles mm-hmm. just our body is a computer we i think we forget that we're a spirit yeah. inside of a body computer and once once we learn how to tap in and to turn and twink and edit our computer yeah it shifts everything yeah. for you so what what i'm curious about is that i don't know from your point of view is why because you know when you start doing your meditation your routine you start to feel your you know your breath you start to kind of feel all your body parts and even organs of sensations mm-hmm. why do you think that um maybe not just for you but for other people why do you think that you know before yeah, I've never re- really felt it, but then now when they... Because they don't teach that to you in school. They okay. don't. They are starting to now. If I... Like, kids in preschool are starting to learn how to do yoga, and I... We've never... Not even PE. Hmm. You know? I mean, there was there was an outlet to, like, run around and scream yeah. and yell, but I, it's just... It's not... It's just... I was also brought up Catholic, so um, oh, yeah. okay. they they weren't open to any of that. <laughs> it just, it kind of, I think yoga comes to you, to, to a lot of people that I know, especially people who grew up Catholic or Christian, it, yoga usually comes to you when you're just like, you have reached rock bottom, and then some somebody comes to you and they're just like, hey, there's this new form of prayer where you can activate the body, you know, and you're just like, whoa, what? And then once you learn the body is like, not only your temple, but a computer, and you t- you start to tune in, turn in, tap on. What what does she say? Abraham Hicks. Do you follow Abraham Hicks? You should no. follow her. She is a watch. She's she's part of you know like the new age subculture, but she's she has some great wisdom. Oh, like okay. she channels um, an entity called Abraham Hicks, but her name is Esther. You want to get into it's into some weird wisdom, but they have a huge following. Okay, Abraham Hicks. I'll I'll send you some links. Okay, um, but she, she or oh, or he or the entity always says tune in, turn on, tap in. I, I I'm butchering it right now, but she just like that's like her motto and okay. everybody uses it a lot. But it's true when you're tuned in and turned on and tapped in, like magic just pops up all over the place, uh-huh. you know. Okay. Okay. What do you? Do and you feel God. That's what's more important. Feel, okay. You really feel the spiritual link, the the godness in yourself and in others. Yeah. It's not a narcissist. I'm God. It's like I'm yeah. God, and so are you. And yeah. like, let's let's yeah. create something. Well, uh, it's still a question if you know this figure called God really exists, right? I mean, we don't know. I mean, none of us know. I mean, I, I think there's yeah, a greater you, power. God's a, an expression of greater power, source, sure. 
the love and light of all humanity. I mean, the, you know, God's is a, is a broad interpretation of, I feel like, what we're talking about. It's not just some man with a triton in the sky, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> Hold on, the white, white right? Rope. Okay. <laughs> like Ariel's father in the sky. It's so scary. No. Okay, so so then would you say that a lot of people um, are maybe they're maybe their minds are clouded or something's going on where they don't even realize and notice even something as simple as breathing, right? You know, Absolutely. And that I see that with a lot of my friends who struggle with addiction. Mm. And I, I struggled with it myself. So I, I know, knew when I felt I was clouded. I believe alcohol and drugs are literally designed to cover your third eye, which is like your gut. Oh, your gu- third oh, eye. Okay. Yeah. You want, uh, okay, yeah, t- third yeah, eye? yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. So the tell third eye is that. like the pineal gland, and a lot of ancient um, teachings believe in, in this gland that allows you to have intuition. It allows you to have this sense of... Sixth sense. Yeah, sixth sense of, yeah, like really vivid, vivid dreams. Um. And some of these substances are designed to shut you down so that you're blind, so that you're not awoke, so that you can't see through the bullshit of some authority figures in the system and this establishment. And it kind of it just shuts you down and makes you and it also allows darker entities to enter and operate and exist through you that I've experienced that I've seen through others. Um, that shit is real. Wait, darker entity. You're not talking about like possession of something supernatural oh yeah i experienced it when i was in my intervention program in utah i experienced it and saw it and all 30 of us witnessed it and it was it's real and this girl was prone to it she was a satanic worshiper okay she opened up herself to it i'm not saying that this can happen to you tomorrow sure but i also believe alcohol and drugs allows subtler entities of that operating through people and i do see i have seen that in myself, there's some things where I like wake up the next morning and I'm like, did I say that? Like, who was I then? Like, oh, and wow. I'm like, that was, I mean, it was myself, but I was being operated by drugs and alcohol and just being an absolute yeah. little demon. And I'm like, who, what is this? Well, can you even say that's actually really entity? Maybe it's just like your sub mind saying something well some i think sub minds are are forms of entities forms of entities entities that are good and and dark yeah wow well okay so getting back to you know the whole witness of possession or whatever okay so (laughs) are we actually talking about actual exorcism going on yeah is it really do you want to hear the whole story (laughs) i i almost i okay just give me a, a brief summary like cliff notes how about that she well, for okay, for starters, she was the bunkmate above me when I my first night there. That was the first time I experienced sleep paralysis, which is also from some people is since is like the demon sitting yeah, on you or whatever. Yeah, I experienced that for the first time in my life, and it was terrifying. And then I started to realize later on, like nine months <laughs> into, or no, like six months into the program, this girl we changed rooms at this point, and this girl, the same girl, comes in after a really bad phone call with her dad. And she's angry. Like, she, you could just, everyone could see it. And, um, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, thinking about it. It's just so... Anyway, she she enters the room. One of our supervisors comes in. And this is also a, 
a Christian facility. So it was a Christian intervention program. So she comes in and she's like, let's, I feel like all, all of us should just gather in prayer right now. And, um, the one girl who came in back from the phone call didn't gather. She like refused. And then she stood in front of her mirror while we're all praying and she starts ripping on her hair, growling, her eyes glaze over like gray. All eight of us in that room witnessed it and we saw it and we all confirmed with each other. And without any of us saying a word, when we all went after prayer, we went back to our bunks and we all just kind of like looked at her. She was right across from me and she was just sitting there like that and she, like this. And her eyes were literally gray. This girl had brown eyes. These were vivid gray. And so like a real life horror movie. Yeah, it was. And then I got terrified. I was president at the time. So I took responsibility and being in one of these girls, this 12 year old girl who was in the program, was so young to put someone in the program like that. But she what used to see dark entities so that's why her parents brought her in they're like there's something wrong with her so she was hypersensitive to that too mm. and so she starts breaking down crying like terrified like oh my god like she could feel it and so i jump out of the bed and i go to my supervisor i go something's not right with so and so and she's like i know i already i already called over um pastor sandy <laughs> So this pastor starts, as I'm entering back into the room, the girl walks past me. She bumps into me and she's ice cold. Like everything that that happened in the exorcist is potentially real because I experienced it. Well, well, I mean, the room could be cold. I mean, that's no, why she's asking. Oh, no, no, this was mid-August. Okay. Yeah. So she walks past me and then Pastor Sandy comes over and she goes, hey, you know, I don't want to say her name. So, sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. And she's like, are you okay? And then she, in this voice that was not hers, she goes, fuck your Jesus. Like, and then that's when Pastor starts praying over her. And she goes, in the name of Jesus. She got this other act. <laughs> it was like a horror movie, but like, in, oh, wow. it, you could have also made a weird satire out of it. And she um, was praying over her. And these two male staff members from the Boys Academy came over, both ex-Marines. And they told us, yeah, they had to have a, a meeting with the presidency after this all happened. They told us that with all their strength, they could not hold down her body. And she was like convulsing everywhere. Mm -hmm. At that point, they had brought all of us into the kitchen, Boys Academy and Girls Academy at 10 o'clock at night. We're all, bet lights are out at 930. So shit has gone down and everybody's just like, what the fuck? And we could hear just screaming bloody murder. It was not her voice. It was terrifying. All of us were sitting there in the kitchen just being like, oh, wow. what the fuck? So the next day, she finally calms down. Um, she, they, they put her in a room. They isolate her so like someone could watch her. And um, the next day, she had no recollection of it. She had blacked out. She's like, what? I went to bed after my phone call. <laughs> and so then the, president, or the presidency, me, vice president, and I forget how our hierarchy went. We all had to go and sit down with the uh, directors and owners of the school. And they're like, listen, here's the history of so-and-so. I was like, well, I, I knew that she opened up to me. And she was like, yeah, I did satanic ritual and like killed killed d puppies. And I was like, okay, that's weird. She may be just like bipolar and making shit mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, no, this is real. Because when she, there's, she'd been doing this since she was a kid, her mother was a witch doctor. Her mother had her as a stillborn, performed... Um, some and her dad had witnesses and her dad is not a part of that this is not all this is not made up this is this, real this is real, real shit. shit okay so she they they had to like 
disclose and give us like a, a full brief on like this girl's history to understand like why she was so oh, open wow. to this. Wow. It gets weirder. So they're like, her mom was a witch doctor. She had her as a stillbirth, performed some, you know, ritual on her and brought her back to life. Her dad, who's like a businessman, witnessed all this. They're like, this is not made up. Uh. This is part of her record. This is part of the reason why she's here. And I'm like, why are you guys taking people in like this and get like terrible? You know, I was like angry at the time. Yeah. I was like, she should not be here. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this intervention program is not qualified to. to it's not right for it, right? No. Yeah. And so, um, and then they continue on. And I remember her having really, really bad headaches all the time to the point where she would vomit a lot mm. and she'd have to lay down. And they're like, part of her headaches is unexplained because when a doctor's asked her to, you know, she's had headaches her whole entire life since she was a kid. They, doctors took MRIs of her brain and there's literally an unidentifiable black orb just sitting in her brain. And they're like, we don't know what to do. They're like, it's not a tumor. Done, they did everything. They're mm. just like, there's just an unexplainable orb. So all of this information, they, these, the school had to take in to know, like, what kind of issues are we dealing with here? And I think they were totally unqualified for it. Sure. Scared the shit out of all of us kids who were just like drug addicts, of you know? Yeah, yeah, just like, not hard, but just like rebellious teens. And like, yeah. this girl needed serious help. Do you think that maybe some of the witnesses went back on drugs and then kind of just hallucinate or 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 everyone was sober so they witnessed everything and it was real and What do you mean afterwards they Well, I mean cuz like you know during, you know, cuz during when this girl had you know, this weird gray in her eyes, and you said like everyone witnessed it, right? Mm-hmm. Is it possible that some of the witnesses you know, sneak in some drugs or sneak oh, in no, something. Oh, no, it was impossible. It's impossible. It. it was impossible. No, okay. there was no drugs going on. Trust me. It wasn't like jail. It was, this was like a real lockdown. Real, was like so sober, like you. Okay. I yeah, see. no, okay. nobody. And like uh, everybody there at that point had been. Yeah, no, there was. I would have. Trust me, I would have known if there were right. some <laughs> yeah. drugs flowing around. Because then there was only 24 of us. Oh, God. So it. if there was like, if that was going down, it was revealed real quick. And girls don't keep their mouths shut. Especially <laughs> when they're bored, locked up. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I hope this girl is okay with you telling this story. I don't I know if she'll she... come back for you or something. <laughs> no, well, that's why I didn't reveal her name. But, okay. um. That's okay. No, no. But... I mean, yeah, she. But she, I learned a lot from her. She was a really interesting character, but to this day, I, I don't no clue where she. Okay, and then so you believe that is because, I guess going back to the third eye, well, I wouldn't say concept, but let's just say, you know, she well she opened she opened herself up to it. Maybe her mom exposed it to her from early okay. on. I think it has a lot to do with her mom. So she's really a victim more than anything. So then it just got tainted in a way. She just yeah, she just came out really uh, tainted, and 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 um, when you're working with dark arts and dark magic, mm-hmm. and you're exposed to it that early on. When you're 17 years old, I mean, how yep. old was the girl in The Exorcist? She was young. She was like 18 or something. Oh, younger than that. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, who knows if she had other episodes, but... Sure. Okay, okay. And then, um, I mean, of course, you know, with the tainted, with the third eye, possession is just one part of it. I mean, you know, of course, drugs and, and depression, that all is sort of right. like another form, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I, it's a symptom to to those entities influencing you. I don't think you feel like you're fully possessed. Um, but I also believe it comes from childhood trauma. It's not mm-hmm. like there's these little negative 
th- fairies floating around yeah. you trying yeah. to like fuck with you. I think it comes from childhood trauma. Like that girl, she had trauma for yeah. from the minute she was born. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think depression and alcoholism and, and um, addiction really comes from just unhealed trauma and it's 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 wow. common it's far more an epidemic than you know anything else right. but it's it's i have seen a lot of my friends suffer suffer from yeah, it yeah, pass yeah. away from it yeah. um and there were times where i'm like you're not operating from your light source right now like i know you when you're either less or more sober and the way you're acting right now makes me feel like you're being sure right you know okay. and it's just you're being influenced by something that's not you and I, it's not pretty you know okay and and for your personal experience that's kind of how you felt like when you know because you talked about you had addiction addiction too and then you know you f- you felt like you were somewhere else too in a way. oh yeah okay. oh yeah like i i mean i'm a year clean in january and the person i was a year <laughs> a year ago is not me scary embarrassing and you know and i had lapses of where like i'd recover and then i you know and then i'd spiral but late 2019 was probably um it, i had a few friends die it was dark it was a oh, few wow. friends die and then that spiraled me to drink more and uh, oh no um finally i lost a job for the <laughs> third or fourth time due to alcoholism and i was like you know what I think I need to get my shit together. Yeah, yeah. no, that's no, that's good. That's uh, so, okay. But, lucky we're drinking tea because yeah. this, this is this is pretty pretty dark stuff. Um, it's, it's weird because I I've known you f- even before or around 2018, maybe even before mm-hmm. then. I didn't 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 seem like you were. We hide it very well. Do you? <laughs> okay, it didn't seem like you were. I guess the term would be batshit crazy, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you, I, I never, I'm pretty good about coming to set clean, but like a restaurant job where there's alcohol, you know, it's like, it's setting yourself up for some, for, yeah. Yeah, setting yourself up, yeah, 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 okay, wow, that's, that is crazy, and, and you believe that, you know, meditation or yoga or whatever uh, those forms of exercise or techniques is a way to kind of purify your mind so it's almost like having holy water in your mind kind of deal well you first you detox all the garbage you detox all the garbage calcifying your pineal gland um a lot of the foods and the waters we drink are designed to calcify our pineal gland that's why i'm like i try really hard to eat healthy as much as i can oh so even the bottled water i brought in well (laughs) that bottled water i don't know it might it may it may be suspect but (laughs) okay but i like i like drinking the the alkaline waters that stuff okay. like that um, okay. but i mean by water like straight tap water with fluoride in it fluoride. Oh, right, it's designed right. to calcify it. but meditation and exercise and detoxing the body just is the remedy for that so um my my favorite form of yoga is kundalini and maybe like a kundalini vinyasa flow like vinyasa is yeah. like great on the body but kundalini is uh, like really good with the spirit and the, the, the mind. mind but there's also like kriyas that you can do like really Kind of vipassana type of meditations where you're just sitting in stillness, but mm-hmm. you're either chanting or doing kriyas okay. with your fingers and chanting. And sometimes when I first started doing it, it felt really like annoying and redundant. But when you're like two minutes in and you're yeah. in that flow, you, you'd be surprised how your body feels. The the thoughts that come to your mind were like these revelations where you're uh-huh. like, why didn't I think of that before? That's like 
thoughts of like, you know, I should do this. I should write about this or I should do submit this so I can get, you know, just kind of like breaking through the matrix of the system and different revelations comes to you in the, in the middle of these crazy meditations. Some people. Well, can, um, can you have these same revelations, you know, through a dream or something? You know? Yes. Or just sitting idly. Okay. Just sitting idly, <clears throat> listening to your thoughts. Sometimes I just, you know, stare at the wall and just like listen to my thoughts which is kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the sublines yeah okay no that's good that you brought it up because um that's actually something we will get into might as well get into now because i think that it really um related to what we're talking about so because there's this one section that from the passage that i going to read out or i'm trying to uh not read the whole thing but i'll post the link for people to read if they want to mm-hmm. So um, it says that nowhere is none other than the unconscious mind. The decision was made by the collective interaction of some of those unconscious sub-minds. After the conflict has been resolved comes the thought, I have decided in all these situations, the narrating mind just takes the ongoing flow of information in consciousness and organizes it into a meaningful story, attributing everything in to the imaginary entity called I. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, you read it. I think you... I, I did. I, did re- I remember reading that a few times, too, because I was like, oh, this is, it's just, it's um sophisticated language, but there's a lot of truth in it. I, I feel like what it is is when you sit <clears throat> in mindfulness and you listen to your thoughts, you'll have different thoughts. Um, if you are f- more self-aware, you can hear the thoughts of consciousness and source of light that are saying, you can do this. You can manifest this. You have the tools and the powers within you. And then you have the thoughts of doubt that are like, Megan, stop being narcissistic. Or Megan, like, you don't have this experience. Look at A, B, and C. And then you got to take the time to, like, reprogram these negative thoughts and be like, no, don't listen to them and actually trust in your process and move forward. And I think that's when you have the back and forth discussion in your head, all these attributing voices then become consciousness and you're like, okay, I understand this doubt, but this doubt is a source of maybe this childhood trauma of my mom saying this or this bully saying that. And you have to remove that voice and be like, this sub mind isn't helping me right now. And I, I that's kind of what I took from yeah. the article overall was like listening to that and there you know listen to the voices in your head you know right. listen to them but then also like identify what is of source and god and light and what's of ego and doubt and fear really you know that's 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 actually a funny observation the reason why i say it's funny is because because we understand yeah th- this is kind of what happens when you sit alone with your thoughts and you meditate but the f- the the thing about the society is that when you tell people like oh I'm listening to these voices in my head. I'm interacting with these voices. They think you're crazy because right. they think like you're, oh, you're, you know, having you know, hallucinations, whatever, right? You're, that's the problem is, is, you know, this society kind of pins you down as, you're just a nut job. What are you hearing your voices well, for, just, right? It's kind of crazy. I it's so that, funny, actually. I think that's just a trick that they play on us and making us feel crazy. And when really it's, that's just self-awareness. That's just knowing right. that there's so many thoughts and, sub minds flowing through you 
and to ignore those voices is to ignore your power. I think that's, I think that it was total bullshit from, from day one. But if you have a voice, let's say, if, for instance, this man on the, on the bus. Okay, I never started has, cool. Yeah, okay. has voices, but he's like having the conversation out loud to the voices in his head on okay. the bus. Okay. Maybe a little slightly, he might have something. I don't want to say he has something off, but it's something that isn't of the norm of how you would act on a bus. However, he's having a conversation. I mean, yeah. I don't know who he's having a conversation with, but that I think is a little kooky rather than yeah, self-awareness. But you can also argue that maybe in his eyes, in his norm or or standards, is that's normal. To, maybe right. to other people. Yeah, yeah. sure. But-, but He's brave. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had the bravery just to talk it out on the bus and no one would like, yeah, look at me weird. But yeah, it, he the way he was having a conversation, though, was like he was sounded angry. He sounded sure. like he was uh, he's talking about, you know, racism. It wasn't like, well, I think I should do this because this okay. is better for my uh-huh. life. It was more like he was arguing with like multiple uh-huh. minds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was a little worrisome, but sure, sure. But that's still a good thing because mm-hmm. you're you're working things on your sure. in your mind, and because you know, going back to that is, I mean, part of it is that we we fear, uh, people are judging us, right? We have yeah. you know fear of judgment, and that's why we don't act a certain way. Sure. But who's to say that? However, these normal standards are really normal, right? Because you mentioned how. There's a lot of times I'm sure we're being brainwashed by media, being being controlled or brainwashed by all these other influences, you know yeah. influencing, right? Yeah. And you know that's why you know going back to the third eye. I mean, you know, we're most of them are kind of like most people have kind of a tainted third eye or even just shut because mm-hmm. because of it, right? Yeah. So you yeah. could make that argument that's the case yeah I mean, maybe his third eye is just so wide open and he sure. doesn't care about judgment it's possibility yeah. and i i hope i, <laughs> I hope it is <laughs> you hope it is uh, okay but that's so true it's as humans we're always worried to be judged but um yeah you know so i do sometimes talk to myself <laughs> In my bedroom, but I definitely don't do it on the bus. I, I'm not on that level yet. Right, I'm still, right. I'm still concerned they'll be judged. Well, do you have roommates or something? I well, see, I improv a lot with my cat out loud, and I know my roommates hear it, but okay. they're like cool with it. But okay. I do sometimes. I'm like, man, you're a little, you're acting a little kooky. Like, reel it in. <laughs> like, nobody wants to hear your imaginary conversation with your cat. Like, stop. Well, but you you can say you can tell them that you're just rehearsing for a part. So it's true. Yeah, I'm always rehearsing for. <laughs> yeah, so you can. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, it's you know that's see that's that's another thing too is that I um I mean I'm I mean I don't really talk to myself like like you do not to say you're cook you're cuckoo or anything. But, oh yeah, that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's a compliment now. It's a compliment now. Okay. Um. Well, because yeah, I think I think I'm more at the level where I I'm still more along the lines like I do fear how other people see me or yeah. or think about me because you know if you were to do that you know let's say you're going on a date with someone you do that I mean the guys could be like what yeah what the fuck's wrong with this chick yeah. you know so yeah no you, you we all worry yeah, we yeah. all worry it's yeah. it's a human thing to always worry about you know being judged but that's also a sub mind too yes it's like well do you want to be judged. 
like, do I care? How That's much true. do I really care? <laughs> but I think I think it's a natural human instinct to to have that, and it's it's just management at this point. It is, um, yeah, but it is part of something. But it, it just it doesn't help that all these external factors kind mm. of feeds into it and yeah. almost balloons to something yeah. bigger than it really is, right? Because yeah. you know our minds like to pay, play tricks on us, you know, like, yeah. and um, because there's. It's, yeah, I was actually having this conversation with another friend of mine yesterday. And because I recently listened to another podcast, they were saying that um, a lot of the mental illnesses, such as depression, anxiety, whatever you want to call it, they're, they're kind of like the biggest con on the, on the mind. The reason why they say this the biggest con is because they, our minds always, I guess, tell these false stories mm, and yeah. then we tend to believe them. Um, yeah. and I, a lot of people do that. I still do that myself. Yeah. I'm a victim, and that's just, I just think it's bad. I don't know. I don't know how that can be corrected. Even if people, I mean, I guess everyone has to really sit down and meditate and connect with their spiritual self to understand. Like these it's are just all, thoughts, you know. Yeah, it's all. I feel like that's always gonna be there. I think that's part of spiritual warfare. I think that's just it's it's a matter of managing it and or also just having the awareness of like oh that that voice just that the peanut part of the peanut gallery of my mind just spoke up let's okay. just like let's just you know and i think being aware of when it happens rather than like listening to it unconsciously and believing it and acting upon it but those voices are always going to be there you just have to be you have to just kind of like slow yourself down which is mm-hmm. what a lot of people do through meditation and learn to either reprogram or manage those thoughts and okay just leave them in the peanut gallery and be like, ah, oh, that's cute, but no. Yeah. Okay, uh, this may be a little personal, but what's the most common voice that you hear all the time in, in your head? Um, gosh, that's, that's, that's hard to say. I would... Um, something that's, I was just, that I think up. it's something just normal. It's like, you're just not good enough. I think it's just the common, like, oh, okay. you know, um, self-destructive shame uh pattern that most of us go through um i think an- another voice another sub mine which popped up in my dream last night was like oh it's just one drink or it's just oh, or wow. this or, or a certain yeah. situation will yeah. happen where it's like yeah. well fuck it just drink mm-hmm. that one really messes with me like i i had a dream last night where it told me to drink and i woke up so grateful that it was a, a dream I was still sober yeah, in my yeah, waking yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, those submines still come up and challenge me and, and kind of test me. So when do you often like when you see you know a bottle of alcohol? Do you often hear a voice like kind of trying to tempt you, I draw hear, you back? When in? I see a bottle of alcohol, I've reprogrammed my voice to be like, "Ew, that's gross." Oh, nice. Find an an alternative beverage for your oral fixation. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, like but, a tea. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I do, not really. Yeah, I yeah. Tea. <laughs> well, we we reprogramming your reprogramming your mind is pretty difficult. It's not it's it's an everyday practice, right? You can't just wake up the next morning, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna rewire my brain to think this you know, because you can't do that. It takes it's a just... lot of time of self reflection. I journal a lot. Oh, do you? Okay, cool. Journaling's another form of meditation that I love because sometimes I just write down my thoughts. Like every I... day or I usually every day. Okay. 
Um, and sometimes it could just be a page of just phrases. It okay. doesn't have to be like, dear diary. It's just oh, like right. bullshit all over the place. Okay. Thoughts that come to me. Um, thoughts that come to me. And then I find ways to reprogram that thought to something else. I'll write down a lot. I, I really believe in, in the power of written word. Mm-hmm. Um, and manifestation i know I, I think judaism goes into a lot of the power of the written word um, um no no i don't know much about judaism yeah i think it's i think it's a it's like the power of the sigil okay s-i-g-i-l um that's helped that a lot of journaling has okay. helped me reprogram right. okay well okay so but i mean i'm gonna backtrack a little bit because you mentioned that you come from catholic Mm-hmm. family background i mean but you're not religious yourself i'm not religious yeah, i just okay. have a broad spectrum of stressing okay. spirituality um i listen to a lot of podcasts about how all the ancient religious myths are kind of one and the same mm-hmm. just a different cultural interpretation mm-hmm. that i believe in um but i believe in christ consciousness i believe in buddha consciousness i believe in muhammad consciousness i believe in anything that's just like if it's from source of love like god and healing humanity mm-hmm. i down with that anything that's like dark arts um which is basically taking ancient esoteric um beliefs and inverting them using the power of them that were originally created as for source and light and love inverting them using that that technology and using it towards obviously bad things um and a lot of people label it as the dark arts. Sure, sure. Or chaos magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting because all those religions you listed, right? You know, Buddhism, mm-hmm. Judaism. I mean, how, how come those are more attracting attractive to you than, say, you know, Christianity or Catholicism? Or... It's not that they're they're more attractive to me because I I it was the beliefs of Catholic and Christianity have been ingrained for me since day one of my life. And you don't so, believe in any of that stuff. Just... Well, I believe in I no I believe that I believe in it in in a um in a story like manner and in, in a symbolic way. I don't okay. think it's actually literal. Um, I believe in Christ as his, okay. I believe in his teachings. I believe in Buddhist teachings. But I think the reason why I'm more into you know Buddhism or Hinduism. Or Judaism is just because I'm curious because I was oh, okay. never taught it as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, here's the similarities there of what I learned as a kid. And like, here, here it is again. Blah, blah, blah. You know, so. Because you go, I mean, growing up as a kid, you probably went to like a Catholic school, right? Yeah. So brainwashed. Um... Yeah. But I, I never, I never was down with it. I always thought the rituals were weird. Oh. I always, this is the 90s. Of course, the priests are creepy um <laughs> what's a ritual i just i i, I don't know this, the catholic i'm going off topic just, a little well, bit. it used to be in latin with with my my parents asian and they switched it over to english but i remember asking my mom i'm like why are we eating the body of why are we eating jesus's body that sounds gross huh? why are we drinking his blood like the rituals communion is to drink the body and blood of christ but the body is this really nasty wafer like uh... it tastes it like it actually it made me sick after I would eat it. It would make me really, really, really hungry and like upset stomach. And then the blood, of course, is just wine. And I just remember as a kid being like, "Why are we doing?" Like, I don't. She's like, "Mom, it's like, well, it's symbolic." I'm like, "But why is it symbolic mm-hmm. to eat somebody's blood?" And we can go down a whole rabbit hole. Of yes, like so the rituals <laughs> being dark, but I'm not going to go there. There's a whole different part. <laughs> but I just it never resonated with me all the way through high school. It never resonated with me. Um. Even at um, my intervention program, I had the best 
acting moment of my life was I knew that if I submitted to the program, I could potentially get out early. And I did, which is it allowed me to go to the Peace Corps. But they made us, they instilled in us to have this program of like certain biblical things. And I just like, you know, I just went along with it, but I didn't fully believe in it. Mm. But I had a passion for helping humanity. So I was like, okay, okay. so, you know, playing along, fronting along with the program and saying, I love Jesus has got me to this. But later on, when I had my mental breakdown and my mentor brought me to Paul Farini, um, Christ consciousness, and he reinterpreted Christ's teachings into this whole new um, way of, of explaining it through uh, a new age culture or even interpreting crisis teachings from like Buddha or Hinduism or and he was just he broke it down in such a different way for me where I was like oh, okay the Bible's cool with it it's just mm-hmm. the interpretation of what the Bible is right now is a little outdated okay yeah sounds like you're 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 quite a rebel then <laughs> <laughs> the book of Revelation though and, book of Revelation. and, and oh, that was my favorite one because it was like I'm reading what was <laughs> happening in the planet in front of us and all the different symbolisms and like the it's like it's kind it's kind of like the investigative book of the vital bible because you're trying to interpret it mm-hmm. symbolically but then you're also trying to see it okay. happening in okay. front of you in the world okay and book of revelation who, who's the the writer because i mean i'll probably post post this in the show notes if, you know that's a good question it's been know. so long since i i reviewed it i want to say it was like timothy Book of Re- the Book of Revelations in the Bible. It's the last book of the Bible. It's the last book of the Bible. But it talks okay. about the end times. It goes into a lot of the shit you're seeing in the world <laughs> around you. But um, I can't. Um, oh, sorry. I can't. Um, I'm, I'm spitting on Darren on accident. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I can't. I wish. I wish I had it in front of me. But um, I can't. Well, I can't okay. Bible thump for you right now. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably look some stuff up. I mean, because. Any of the info, you know, helpful information here, I'll, I'll post it in the description mm-hmm. so for people to look up if they're curious yeah. and stuff. But, yeah. um, I, this is just a curiosity question. I mean, it was kind of related, but I, how do you ever, you know, talk about these topics of your family based on their background? Like, I, I was kind of interested in or curious on their reaction when you tell them. So, my dad is really against the new age culture. He, oh. He doesn't, he thinks it's... Stupid. You know, he just thinks it's like, it's a slippery slope into the dark arts, and I understand that. And then my aunt, who, and my mom is, are starting to open, but and my dad also does yoga, but he doesn't see the interpretation of yoga into Christ consciousness. He thinks it's completely separate. But my my aunt and my mom are starting to understand that my interpretation of spirituality is all yeah. encompassing and, and it does include yeah. Christ as my homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> but my dad is like not buying it. He's like, no. Nope. All right. Interesting. Wow. So he just rejects the idea before even considering. I, I sent him that book by Paul Farini and he never got back to me. <laughs> <laughs> where I talked about Christ consciousness and in an in interpretation Christ of like consciousness. new of new age language and okay. new age ideas. Yeah. Paul Freeney, okay. You can yeah. probably find out on Amazon, right? Yeah, you can. He's got a few books. He's great. I love him. Okay. That's cool. No, no, it is it, it, this is really this is really great stuff just because um I think coming from your background is uh, sounds like you've experienced a lot more than most people have. In their I, lifetimes. I, yeah. It, some days I'm reminded that. I'm like, oh, yeah, no one ever experienced. And then every, because you have a big family, so everyone in your family is, is religious too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's for, to an extent. Um, I don't think they like actively go to church every Sunday, but they have beliefs. They're, they're pretty well rounded good people, you know. Um, 
But my family's huge. So if you're talking about my immediate family or my extended family, it's, it's a different conversation. Some people in my extended family are very, um, just don't practice anything. Mm. Some are very, like, strictly Catholic. Like, a lot of my family in Croatia, my um, dad's cousin does Medjugorje tours mm-hmm. in Croatia. Medjugorje is where they had the sighting of Mary. So it's a very, like, Catholic mm. organization. Yeah, and so yeah. she's she's hardcore Catholic. Yeah, and yeah. she was not okay with me um, reaching out to a medium. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I, you did? Oh, you reached out to medium. A medium okay. did a reading on me. There's a lot of people who, who claim themselves as mediums and do readings. I, I honestly think they Google you and look at your Instagram and Facebook or whatever, which is fine. I sure, mean, it's, sure. it's a good way to, like, you know, get an understanding of the person. But I don't think they're, like, power, some powerful mediums who, like, don't even need to see anything about yeah. you and can just read you, like, over yeah. the phone or whatever. Um. And yeah, so I, I, I shared with them some of the things that I learned from this medium and they just like came out with me with Bible verse. <laughs> so they're frauds in a way. Not frauds. They just they just are really indoctrinated in that world and that's okay. You know. Um I mean I'm probably generalizing, but I always I, I maybe I see this in movies too much. Um always feels like that mediums are just kinda of like fortune cookie tellers, just telling these fortune cookies like quotes or whatever for you it feels like it but sometimes yeah <laughs> sometimes it could be it's yeah it, you have to you got to seek out the right people you got to feel it out um i've been i've been stopped by people in the street who have wanted to give me free readings and i'll take it in i'll take in what i feel resonates with me and i'll okay let go of what doesn't okay um but i also am very wary that you know some of these people aren't as qualified as others sure. so okay. a lot of these instagram okay. people they have good hearts yeah, they yeah. want to help people yeah, but yeah, i there's yeah. people who are yeah. like 80 year old shamans who've done so much yeah. work worked yeah. in the cia yeah, like yeah, all that yeah, you know yeah okay no this is this is actually really fascinating i i know i want to ask more i mean especially the medium part because i i, I don't know i'm always kind of You're skeptical uh, a little bit a little bit yeah. just or i mean i'm maybe i've never tried it so i i shouldn't say i shouldn't say anything to be honest until mm-hmm. i try i try it but mm-hmm. um yeah but anyways every time i hate doing this but i always have to wrap it up because it is getting close that's to, okay let's wrap it up yeah it's getting close to that time um at the studio here so uh but yeah uh, you know Everything that we've talked about, I'll you know once again, like I said, I'll post it on the description for people to to read or research on if, if they like. And you know, I'll, I'll also include you know Megan Megan's uh, social media Instagram here. She's uh, <laughs> she has a lot of uh, delightful posts. Um, I do. I, yeah. I, I yes, I have some crazy posts too. So just... yeah, yeah, but she's not really that crazy. Just just you know, yeah, to to let people know yeah yeah <laughs> just a little different that's all <laughs> exactly I, and there, there's not going to be a lot of selfies so if you're looking for selfies it's not gonna happen. there's a lot of silly memes a lot of right, silly memes yeah. is what i try that's to great do. cool cool great well now thank you very much megan for thank coming you. on it was a it was lovely honor. conversation uh well i'm sure we will have a part two of this i would love that pretty well i'm mean, pretty soon who knows yeah um but yeah but anyways well thank you everyone for listening whoever's out there uh and yeah, keep meditating, keep exploring your minds. Yes. Yes. Keep pushing. Yep. Stay strong. Trust yourself. Carry on. Yep. The and force uh, is with you. Yeah. Oh God, it's so nerdy. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll be back next week. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>